the day my high school class graduated, I was at the Anamosa State Penitentiary. I got there from a path I took at an age of seven years old. That's when I met three people, three of my closest friends. One was a thief uh, that stole, that didn't have to. Another one knew how to buy and sell drugs. And the third one was a young alcoholic. And me, myself, I had a bad temper and was the protector of the crew. So I was down to do whatever. I'd go from one extreme to another. So with the four of us, you had some straight thugs, which we end up calling our crew Young Thug. You know, growing up with them, you know, thinking it was cool to, uh, you know, have fun doing crime, skipping school, fighting, smoking and drinking. I thought all that was cool, but in all actuality, it's not. It's really the opposite. So as we got older, you know, our drug use got worse, our alcohol, you know, our alcohol got worse and our love for money grew to a point that all we cared about was getting money, smoking and drinking. So one day we decided to rob a bank. The day that we decided to rob a bank, my friend didn't want to do it. He had a bad feeling, but I was so in love with the money that I was like, we're going to do it. So we go do it. When I'm in there, I remember seeing the looks on people's faces, how scared they was. You know, I was in there just to get the money. I, you know, I didn't expect them to look like that, but, you know, just to look on their faces, I was like, they were just so scared. And then I started thinking, how could I stoop this low to do something like this, to make people that scared? But as the crime went on, my friend came out of the vault and we got out of there. We ran down an alley. We jumped into a car and went to his sister's house that was like a mile down the street. You know, thinking that we got away, I was downstairs splitting up the money. We had 60000 a piece, and I was still splitting it when he comes downstairs and says the police are on the way. So the police come over. They come in with their guns drawn. They come downstairs in the basement, and they arrest us. We was arrested on live TV. So when we come out of the house, we're on live TV being arrested. And that's how our friends and family found out that we got arrested. That was, you know, that was the day my whole life changed. It was 1999. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a senior in high school. It was the start of my senior year. And uh, I played sports. I played, I played sports at North High. Uh, I liked playing football, basketball, and track, but my love was football. Uh, at the first three games uh, of their season, there was a whole lot of college recruiters there that were looking for me and later find out that I was in jail headed to prison. So we got sentenced to... 37 years and I got sent to Anamosa State Prison and he got sent to the Fort Dodge Youth Prison. Uh, and when we came in, you know, to the criminal world, when we came in, we were like celebrities because we had a reputation in the streets. 
So I had a hard time dealing with prison because I had lost the girl that I thought I was going to marry and have kids with. And I assaulted two staff members there. And I got sent to the hole for 90 days both times. When you're in the hole, there ain't much food and there's really nothing for you to do but to read books, write letters, and think about how you messed your life up. Uh, you know, you get sent out, you know, you're locked in there for 23 hours a day with one hour of wreck. You go out to the dog cage and you walk around there. You just walk around in it and you exercise. But I, after the second assault, I got sent down to Fort Madison, the max prison, and that's when I realized you know, to take responsibility for my actions and to drop my pride. Uh, a lot of guys there got life sentences. So uh, I appreciated not having a number. So, you know, I got my high school diploma and I got my GED. I worked in the kitchen and I worked for Habitat for Humanity in the shop. Uh, with good behavior, eight years later, I got sent back to Anamasa. Two years after that, I got a work release from the parole board. That was 2011. That was June 9, 2011. That was my great uncle Bill's birthday and 20 days before my 30th birthday. My mom, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yep, thank you. My mom came and picked me up, and it was just unbelievable. I it, it didn't feel real, and I, I couldn't believe that I was out. And it was scary to get in the car, to be in the car, because, you know, in prison, every time you take a step, it's a calculated step. You know, when you're in a car, you don't have no control over it. So we're going down the highway. I'm headed home, but we're going 80 miles per hour. But... You know, I get to the work release, get out, I look for a job. I get a job at DZ Manufacturing. And uh, before I left Anamasa, there was a class that I took that taught you how to get a job. You had to do more than just fill out an application. You had to get close to the person that was hiring. You know, uh, what I would like to do is when I would go in for the interview, I would talk. If they asked me about my personal life, I would talk about my personal life as much as I could without talking about the job so they could get to know me. So when they did, so when it did come time for us to talk about the job and them hire me, I could let them know, you know, I was a ex-felon and just getting out of prison and, you know, they would feel for me and which they did. So uh, a month after that, I started taking truck driving classes at the DMACC Transportation Institute. Um, from there, uh, I got my CDL license, and I also, three months after that, I got into church. Uh, I got baptized in Jesus' name, and I remember that day, the pastor was preaching, and he told me that it was time to do it for Jesus. And I knew, he didn't say my name, but he knew he was talking to me, so I knew I had to act on it because I knew he was talking to me. So after joining church, 
you know, I did things in the church and I got involved in the community helping guys that were getting out of prison because I didn't want them to go back. When I was looking at it, I felt like if I was there to help them with the hard, th you know, with the things that right at the beginning, because that's what a lot of times they go back on. You help them with the things at the beginning that it would be a, a better success rate for them. So, you know, doing that, helping them out, I end up becoming like their conscience, some that they somebody that they count on, somebody that they talk to. If they do go back to jail, I'm the one that they call. I might send them money. I might bond them out. Uh, I even started writing back to my friends that were in prison because communication is key. No matter where they're at, if they're locked up, communication is key. So it's important to have that communication with them. Uh, to further on from that, I worked at the homeless youth shelter where we volunteered to uh, work in the kitchen, prep food, clean the kitchen, prepare food for the youth. I even got to talk to them and told them about my experiences so they wouldn't go down the wrong path like I did. And I was even asked last summer from uh, the Black Liberation uh, Movement to speak at a rally that was for voting rights for ex-felons like me. At the speech, I talked about, all right, yeah, yeah, thank you, yep. At the rally, I spoke about how important it was for ex-felons to get their voting rights back. Because uh, if we didn't win that fight, <laughs> if we didn't win that fight, we wasn't going to win none, okay? And I also talked about my success in transitioning from, the, from prison out here back to society and the systemic racism that goes on in the justice system. You know, us simply winning that was huge. But I'm here today telling my story because I don't want, <clears throat> I don't want to be judged for my past. When people hear about you been to prison or you been to jail, they look at you a certain way. Like he's been to jail, he's been to prison, he's nobody to be trusted. When it comes to a real second chance, I should get a real second chance. Thank you. I don't want to be judged for my past no more. I want to have the opportunity to fully embrace my new start. Thank you.